in this house, um, in the elders in this house, in the love that you all put around us, and the things that you show us, and the rivers that you pour out on us. Thank you. Um, <laughs> First, I want to say, what a mighty God we serve. God is great, and he is greatly to be praised. Um, I want to start off by just singing real quick, if that's okay, um, because that's, that's, most of you know, that's what I do. That's, the worship is where I'm at, and that's, that's my thing. So I'm just going to sing just a little piece, um, because this is what the Lord has put on my heart to do, and uh, then I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get into it. Uh, so, I need your glory. I want your glory, less of me and more of you is what I need. Show me your glory and show me your power, less of me and more of you is what I need. So, Father, I thank you right now, Lord God. I ask that you come into this place. Father, use me, God, as your vessel, Lord God. Let everything that comes from my mouth, Lord God, be pleasing to you. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this life. I thank you for this church, and I thank you for these people who you have given me to love on me and to show me what true love is through you. Father, I thank you for my wife, Lord God. Hallelujah. You have truly given me a good thing. So, Father, take this time and use it as you will. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, you hear of people starting off in as they grow, oh, you know, you grow up in the church, and you live in the church, and you're in the church, and, and I know this, and praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. But are we really living it out? Are we really walking everything out that we need to walk out in the Lord? Are we really trusting? Are we really faithfully believing that God is going to move and that he's going to do great things for us? Are we believing that he's going to uh, bless us with this, that, and the other? Are, are we really listening to his voice? Well, I can safely say that about three or four years ago, that wasn't the case for me. I was living the life, the life. I was not walking everything out in faith, but I was just walking. I was doing everything that I thought I knew to do, not what God was telling me to do. And it, it took me to places where I wasn't supposed to be, I didn't desire to be, and I had no business being. It all started when I started building these ungodly relationships with people who would portray that they would have the best interest at heart for me, where they would show, oh, yeah, I love you, man, you're my best friend, but what's really 
happening is, what's in it for me? What can you do for me? It's not about, hey, what do you need from me? How can I love on you? How can I show you this? Do you need help at home? Do you need help with your kids? No, it, it wasn't about that. It was more about, hey, can I get 20 extra hours on my paycheck? Hey, can you give me this? And I'll get it back to you later. But all in all, these people were pouring negativity uh, and death into my life. They were speaking things into existence that should have not been spoken into my life at all, but I had allowed them because of my detaching of what God had really prepared for me. I allowed them to enter into my life and speak things into me. So while I was building these relationships, these ungodly relationships with these people who I thought were my friends, I was slowly killing myself from the inside out. I never knew that I was killing myself. I never knew that I was affecting my family and my children and anybody that was around me. So I'm living this life. I've got this job. I become a supervisor at this job. So I think that, oh, it's, it's just me. I can do this. I've got this under control. I'm making this amount of money. Oh, and we can go do this and we can do that. And I'm doing all this, that, and the other. And, and I'm acting like I am high and mighty, like I am my own God. I've totally forgotten who God really was to me, who, who Christ was. You know, we sing a song here, Jesus at the Center. Well, for me, it was Robert at the center of it all. It was all about me, me, me. What could I do today that benefits Robert? It didn't matter about uh, Joe Smo over here. It didn't matter about this customer who needed help with something that was very simple. It was about, well, how much time is that going to take? Is that going to take me away from doing what I need to do for me? Then the, you know, the money, oh, I'm making this amount of money and that amount of money. Still going to church, not tithing, not paying it, not paying in at all. Hearing pastors stand up and say, well, praise the Lord, it's time to do tithing offering. Let's, let's look at the book of, and Robert was, let's look at our phone and let's see what time it is because I'm ready to go eat lunch. So instead of pouring into the kingdom with my finances, I was pouring into my pocket. Yeah. Pulling out money at the drop of a hat, just flipping it open. Kids want this? Oh, let's go get it. Honey, we can go get this. Let's go get that. So I became the God over my finances. Then I also became the God over my lifestyle, where I lived how I wanted to. I wasn't going to be directed by anybody. Uh, yeah, I, my mom could say, hey, but you don't need to do this. And I, okay, whatever. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm going to do me because this, it's all about me. I was in that point of me-ism. Robert, Robert, Robert. I think that's like the Marsha Brady thing, like, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Robert, Robert, Robert. So it was all about me. It was me. It was, never, it was never about anybody else. It was never about sacrificing time to go spend time with uh, certain friends and helping them pressure wash their fence or building 
headboards or going over here and mowing grass or going this way and helping this person. It was never about that. It was all about me, 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 me. Then it came to glorifying myself as I were a God. Just saying, it's me. You worship me. Telling my employees, hey, uh, where are we going to lunch today, guys? Oh, where are we going? You buying my lunch, right? Because you know I am the boss. You need, to buy my, you need to buy my lunch. I'm in charge, not you. you I said buy my lunch. I mean, that's, that's real. It was all about me. That's how it was. It was about you take care of me, and I'm not going to take care of you. I am God. That's, who, that's where I was, was I am God. I'm controlling this. I've got it all figured out and all under control. I write the law. And this is how Robert's going to live it. With not understanding that, with living for me and for myself, and where I was, that I was walking into the portion of my life where I would start to die even more. Because see, even though I was glorifying myself, it was all a lie. So now I'm living a lie, and now I started to speak lies. I started to have my family living in lies. I started just swimming in lies. Everything became a lie about me. It became a, my weight became a lie. My height became a lie. Who I was married to became a lie. My children became a lie. Everything became a lie. We started to live a lie. It became just, oh, well, yeah, we got this, 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 and this, and we don't even own anything. Yeah, we got a nice house. It's 3,000 square foot, five bedrooms, four bathrooms, all a lie. Yeah, I run this down here at the city of Levert, all a lie. Everything was a lie. I began to lie to myself, telling myself that so-called friends really loved me and that people were there for me and that they had my best interests at heart, but they didn't. They had their best interests at heart. Then it became a thing of I was lying to my wife. It became one thing after another. Honey, where are you? Oh, I'm so-and-so. That wasn't the case. Then it became lying to my children. Well, Daddy, where are you? Oh, honey, I'll, I'll be home in the morning when you wake up. And my children never see me for two, three days. And I began to lie to my mom and my sister, and my brother-in-law, and my nephew, and my niece. And I began to lie to everybody who I came in contact with who truly loved me. What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. But all the while, I'm living a whole nother life somewhere else. And as I walked, and I walked, and I walked, and began to lie and lie and lie, and began to you know, stink and, and waste away, and you could start to smell the death on me. I ruined my family real bad by doing things that, um, 
I'm, never, I'm, I'm not too proud of. But I know now that God it was intended to happen. See, I know that the Lord now looking back, I know that the Lord had bigger and better plans for me. And I understand that I had allowed the enemy to creep in to, to my thoughts and to take control of myself. And I had allowed him to creep and swindle into my home and to move into my family and to sit there and, and let me take over. But I trust the Lord, and I know that, that, that there was a purpose for this. And after the lies began, things started to happen. Uh, we had a separation. Me and my wife were apart. My kids uh, just kind of became more separated from me. They didn't want to have that interaction with their dad because they didn't like who daddy was because he was a different person. They didn't appreciate who dad was. They didn't appreciate the time that dad gave them because it was very little because dad wanted to do what dad wanted to do. They got tired of seeing grandmom every weekend and, well, where's daddy? Well, he's not here. He's working. So as I'm walking and I'm running through the pit of sin, living a life of hell, running crazy, doing what I want to do, my wife began to pray. And she began to seek the Lord wholeheartedly because that's what she knew to do. She, she was pointed that way. And I thank God that she was pointed that way. Because of someone who loved her enough to push her that way, this way, right here, pushed her right here to the altar and said, you need to go pray for him. You need to lift him up. Even though she had no idea what was going on, where I was, what I was doing, she began to pray. And she began to lean in and trust on the Lord. And even though the prayers may have been for her, you know, she may have been praying for me, but God was giving her, he was working on her. In the meantime, however, moving on her behalf in my life. And when I think of when the time she told me, you know, I prayed that you lose your job. <laughs> Come on, look. Okay, let me, look, look. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. So, so then we walked from moving. We walked from living the lies out to losing everything. There was a shift in the atmosphere. And when the shift came in the atmosphere. Of course, I'm not understanding what's going on because 
I'm over here doing me. I'm, a, you know, partying it out, you know, doing what I, hey, doing whatever I want to do. I'm doing me. So I don't understand what's going on. But then I get that phone call one day. Hey, uh, I need you to come over to the office. I need to see you. You need to see me at 6 o'clock in the evening? Yes, sir. Okay. And I, and I have to call my mom and I say, hey, I need you to keep the girls. I lost my job. Hard blow. That was hard. I think that because as a man, you know, I'm like, I'm working. I'm making money, providing for my family. And it was like, boom, you lost your job. I'm sorry, you got to go. You lost your company vehicle. You lose your insurance, which is all paid. You lose your holidays off. You lose your weekends off. You lose your vacation time. You lose your sick pay. Even though you have 500 hours, we don't care. You're losing it. Here, we'll pay you this. We'll see you later. Had to walk to where I needed to go. Then I lost my money. Cashed out my 401k. It was gone. Quick. Real quick. So I was jobless and broke. And then those so-called friends scattered. It was almost like you turned the lights on and they just Okay. <laughs> Took off. Friends left. Who wanted to be around me? I had no job. I had no money. What was the benefit for them? Absolutely nothing. I couldn't give them anything anymore. I became the laughing stock. I became the joke. The butt of all jokes. I became the one that they looked at and said, look at him. He thought he was all high and mighty. Now look at us. Now we're better than he is. Now he's looking for the job. And now we're in charge. And now we got him right where we want him. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, the enemy had me right where he thought he wanted me. But my wife kept praying, and she kept pressing. And she kept praying and kept pressing, kept praying and pressing. And then the more I sat and the more I kind of said, okay, I don't know what's going on, but whatever, I'm going to keep going. And I kept living how I wanted to live. And slowly my family started to kind of separate from me. And it became a thing where we were at odds all the time and the kids really just didn't have an interest of hanging with dad anymore and my mom and them you know they had their things going on so they couldn't really be there to help me waller in my mess uh, and nobody knew that I was doing what I was doing so it was really just me by myself but everybody slowly started to separate and to move apart and then my health started to deteriorate Things started happening to me and uh, started getting ill, headaches and staying sick all the time and just could not understand why. Could not wrap my hands around anything. I took medicine after medicine, it, it didn't work. 
Then I started to lose control. Started to lose control of my mouth. Started to lose control of my uh, emotions. I started to lose control of uh, the simple things. I would snap at the drop of a dime. You may have not done it. You could have just tapped me on my shoulder and I would have just turned around and just lost it. And we would have had words. And in the meantime, my wife just keeps praying. (laughs) And she keeps pressing. Because God is still working on her. And he is fine-tuning her for what's about to happen. And even though I don't realize it, he is also working on me at the same time. Because at the end of this, when I lose control, and I lose total control, and it becomes chaos, that's when God shows up and he shows himself. But he had showed up and showed himself before. It's just now I'm paying attention and I'm looking. And I'm listening. And I'm waiting. And I'm expecting. And I'm asking, why? Why now? Why me? Who are you? Who am I? What, what, am I? what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to my family? Why? Why? Then I received some paperwork one day, and it made me nervous. So I called my mom, and I said, Mom, I need to talk. She said, what's going on, honey? I said, I got some bad news. And she said, well, look, you got to look at it like this. If this is going to happen, it's going to happen. But you know what you need to do. You need to pray. And you need to ask God to help you fix this. Because you can't fix it on your own. Have you talked to her? No, she won't talk to me. Well, you need to pray about that too. (laughs) So then the Lord began to speak to me. And I began to listen to uh, more worship. I began to dive into what worship really was, and I began to listen to what I knew. I began to draw close to what I knew to draw close to, and that was worship, because I love music, and I love to sing. So I went to the place where I was comfortable, and I plugged in my headphones every day, and I listened to Ty Tribbett, to Michael W. Smith, and I went all over the place, and I just started to dive in and just began... He began to pour into my spirit. And it began to be conversations on the inside. What are you doing, boy? Have I not given you the desire of your heart by giving you a woman whom I am well pleased with now? Now you need to be well pleased with. 
Now, you need to be excited about what you have because I have given you this. I have given you this family to be around. Nobody said it was going to be perfect. Nobody said it was going to be easy. I have given you the strength that you need to fight. You've got to trust. You've got to believe. And you've got to, you've got to know who I am. So I need you to wake up, son, and I need you to come back. Come back to me. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Look straight because I am right there in front of you. So then I began to cry out. Separated myself from all the things that I was doing to destroy my family, to destroy my life. Walked away from it, not quietly because it wasn't a quiet walk away. God had to reveal some things to some people. He had to show some things. And let me say, if, if, help me, Lord. If at any moment you think that the things that you do in the dark will not be revealed, If you think for one second that the things that we do in the dark are not revealed and, and that he will not shine light on it, I am here to tell you today. I couldn't, I, couldn't t- I couldn't say anything. I couldn't tell her to her face the things that I had been doing. I couldn't. I couldn't say anything. And guess what? The Lord knew that. So he had to show it. And he had to tell it. See, mm. see, <laughs> if I would have just opened my mouth and said, look, this is what it is. <laughs> if I would have just said, okay, here it is. Blah. <laughs> you, I mean, it, hey, right? I mean, if I would have just opened and said, here it is. Boom, there it is. But instead, I had to lie. I, it's not that I had to. I was being stubborn, disobedient. I didn't care. So then the Lord said, okay, if you won't, I will. And I'm going to let her know everything. And I'm going to give it to her. But when I get done, I need you to press in, son. And when he got done, I began to press. I began to seek. I began to trust. I began to know that God is truly a God, the only God, the one and only true living God, who knows everything. He knows the desires of my heart. He knows the thoughts that I think 24-7. You know, we, we tell our kids first through second grade, we say, if the crescent moon is God's pinky nail, just think of how big he is. And they go, wow, that's huge, Mr. Robert. And I'm like, yeah. But then I get to think and I get to go back, yeah, God is that big because he's everywhere. Because while he was here at Springhouse Worship and Arts Center with my wife, 
He was with me, watching me go through my mess. Taking care of me through my mess. While I'm in my mess, he was taking care of me. So yet again, I say, what a mighty God we serve. So then, after the things came out, it became a thing of trying to dive in and find out who I am in Christ. Where do I line up in the grand scheme of things? I know that I'm not God, so I can set that to the side and put that on the shelf. Never to pick that up again. I mean, that's, that's locked away. That's gone. Because now I know I am not God. When they talk about God in the Bible, it doesn't say Robert does not say Robert. It doesn't. And I know that now. So then became the time where I had to die to myself. And I had to let me go. And I had to be born again. And I had to relinquish my duties and everything about me and relinquish my life and to throw my hands up. And I'll never forget it. I was at my mama's church one Sunday, and we were in worship. And um, like I said, when I dove in, I dove straight into worship and found out what worship truly was. So that's my heart. So when I worship, I worship wholeheartedly because that's just that's all I know to do. So I'm worshiping, and all of a sudden, it was like, boom. I need you to go down to the front right now. And I need you to throw your hands up and I need you to lay it down. Because if you don't lay it down right now, then I can't do what I need to do down the road. So I need you to relinquish everything to me right now and allow me to use you right now. And from this day forward, I will I will do I will bless and honor and do everything. I will gladly give you the desires of your heart, Robert, if you will just lay it down. Let me take control. Let me walk this out. Trust me. Allow me to give you what you need to move. Don't try to fix it on your own. Don't call her. Stop calling. Allow me to work on her. Allow me to minister to her heart. While I'm, while I'm ministering to yours, and then I will bring you together. Okay, Lord, I trust you. I trust you with my family. I trust you with my wife. I trust you with my mother-in-law and father-in-law. I trust you with my mom. I trust you with my kids. I trust you with my brother-in-law. I trust you, Lord, with the entire family who knows, Lord God. I trust you with my church family. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I trust you with it all, God. Do as you need to do. I will sit and wait patiently until you say, here you go. So then became the restoration, and God began to restore things, and he began to fix things, and it was bigger, and it was better. He gave me, he gave me a renewed mind and a renewed spirit. Um, things were, things were just 
wow. It's like, uh, it was like, you know how you open the presents up when you're young on Christmas? You get up and you're just like, ah. That's how it was. I mean, it was, it was fresh. You know, you fresh. So you're just like, boom, yeah. And then, you know, my family's back together. And it's like, wow. Okay, Lord, I get it. And then he gives me a church family. Man. What? That's a whole nother conversation in itself right there. So then the reconciliation happens. And I just got one scripture I want to read real quick. And then if the worship team could go ahead and get ready to come up. And I'm going to close from here. So it's 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 18. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if any... One is in Christ. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. as I walk and I there's this song it's called greater is coming and it and at the beginning the girl talks about an olive and how the olive is pressed and it's beaten and it's shaking it <laughs> and how the oil begins to flow and how it begins to move but see mm, if it hadn't been for the beating and the shaking Oh, God. If it hadn't been for the beating and the shaking, oh, God, I thank you. Saints, I'm just going to tell you, God is good. He is so, so good. So now... If I had about two more hours, I would tell you where God is going and where he is moving us and and what, you know, I mean, God has just been so good and he's been so gracious to me and my family and I just love him. And I just love the things that he has done and the things that he is doing in the now. And I thank him for everything that's going to come. Because I know it's all good because he's got it. So I thank you. Lord God, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this time. I thank you for your people. 
So, Father, I thank you for everything that you have restored in my life. Let me be and let my family be the testimony of reconciliation. Don't you think that deserves a shout, too? I'm telling you. So all to Jesus I surrender all to Him I freely give and I will ever love and trust
Hallelujah. Raise your hand. Let me extend y'all for the blessing. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for this time. Father, I thank you for these people, Father, in this house, Lord God. Father, I pray a blessing over their lives, Lord God. That not only, Father God, that you will pour, but you will drench, Father God, their lives, Lord God, and that they will be full of you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.